Episode 24, Midwest Baseball Rings Podcast, presented by Baller Boards. Guys, go check out Baller Boards right now, ballerboards.com. Check them out on Instagram at ballerboards.usa. I recommend going check out the Instagram because you get to see all the different boards that they have with the logos, the different styles that they have. Uh, guys, this, if you're coaching a team, this is, the, this is the board you want. Trust me, when it comes to the quality, the looks, everything, it just stands out. It's, it's phenomenal. You got them for fast pitch. You got them for baseball, slow pitch, everything. Thing, guys highly magnetic dry erase waterproof uh your marker's not flying all over the place they're not gonna break they're not gonna fly away you know i'm getting sick of breaking three four in a year you know and that's not from slamming them or anything that's from them blowing away or falling on the ground from hanging up these don't do it these do not do that i can guarantee you they don't guys go check them out right away get your baller board ballerboards.com go get yours today All right, Midwest Baseball Rings podcast right back at you here, guys. Go follow us on Instagram at Midwest Baseball Rings. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, make sure you hit the like and subscribe button to us. Leave a comment for this wonderful podcast that you guys are supporting. We appreciate everyone out there. Uh, with that being said, we have a fantastic interview today with a coach, Orlando Martinez from D-Backs Elite. This guy is awesome, man. I really enjoyed this one. Um, a lot to learn. If you're looking for a trainer, man, and you're in Michigan, this is your guy. I mean, he's, he's unbelievable at what he does. Uh, you could tell he believes in everything that he's talking about. He's passionate about it. He knows what he's talking about. This is just a, it's a good dude in baseball, and that's what we're all about is promoting guys like Coach here. Um, so I know you guys are going to love this interview. Um, I, I loved it. I loved talking to Coach, and we're definitely going to have him on again. So we'll hop over to him right now. This interview is presented by Beastmint. You guys know Beastmint. Get your Beastmint uh, NFT at our showcase, Midwest Baseball Rings and Beastmint Showcase coming up here in a couple weeks. These guys are taking over, man. I see them all over Facebook, all over Instagram. They're going to be at our showcase with us. We're doing it together because everyone wants a Beastmint NFT card. That's the future, transforming elite athletic performances into the metaverse NFTs, earn, collect, and flex. Guys, go get yourself a Beastmint today, beastmint.com. That being said, let's hop over to Coach Orlando Martinez. Everybody, welcome back. Midwest Baseball Rings podcast right back at you here. I got on the line with us here, Coach Orlando Martinez, coach and a trainer over at D-Backs Elite. How we doing, Coach? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, excited to have you on, man. i uh, excited to see and talk about everything that you guys got going on over there with D-Backs Elite and all that you're doing. Uh, let, let's start it off right right there. You know, talk about, you know, your program, D-Backs Elite. Um, you know, I, I always say it, and of course, Andrew's going to say it too because he's from Michigan. But, uh, you know, Michigan's, you know, one of the best states around in the Midwest and, you know, throughout the whole entire country. So, you know, talk about D-Backs Elite and how you guys are able to stay at the top of these lists and uh, be competitive. Well, I mean, it, it gets more and more competitive and harder to harder to stay competitive here as uh, every summer that goes by. But our ownership here is, you know, second to none. He's built, you know, some phenomenal facilities, obviously living in a cold weather state. That's what you need. I mean, one of our main facilities, big 40,000 square foot facility where our guys can do long calls. I mean, we can live hit. We, there's a lot of things we can do in there that, you know, that keeps us, uh, I think, on the forefront just because, there's so many other facilities because of their size. I mean, that helps. I'll give you an example, like arm care programs. I mean, we got long toss programs that we run. We have so many different programs that we can do out of a place like that. So really, I'm going to be honest with you, it goes to ownership. You can have a lot of great coaches, 
But when you live in a cold weather place and cold weather environment, it's going to be up to your facility. So I, I mean, having a good owner where, where, you know, he can provide, you know, some good facilities for us to train out of. I think that's the key part. Yeah, I think that's extremely important. I think, um, you know, for the people out there too, it starts with at the top, right? So it's, it's a lot less stressful for you and a lot less headaches if you got ownership on the same page as you and making your job easy, right? Or easy, correct. I should say, with quotes there. <laughs> yeah, correct. I mean, there's, I'll be honest with you, I've been there for a few years now. I was, I was you know, I'm saying I was blessed enough to actually coach on, on a couple national championship teams with the owner. And, um, it's just been a it's been a great experience because it's just it's just nice being able to go to a guy that I can say, man, I really need this. I think the kids will benefit from this or man, this was too small or this is going on. And and he always jump in. I mean, he's already I mean, we probably got more facilities than most and he's already looking at expansion. So, I mean, so we got a lot of expanding go going on that he's going to be you know doing here in the near future. That's great. I, I think, like you said, it truly is important to have those relationships. They go a long way, and it's able to make your teams better. Uh, you know, so besides the ownership and everything, you know, what what goes into it for you? I, I, you know, like, what is your main focus on developing and, and how are we getting these kids better? Well, I'm going to tell you, I mean, like, so I have, so like, under my umbrella, I got three teams at the D-backs. So there's three D-back MRT teams. Which it just just means there's teams coached by me and my partner, and we we are in charge. We got some great coaches. Each team got their individual coaching, but we run the training, for, you know, the training program, the winter conditioning. We run all of that for all three teams. So all three teams practice the same way. They all come in with the same practice plans. You know, you're handed a practice plan as soon as you walk in the door. It's very very intricate. I mean, six, you know, seven o two, you better be here. Seven fifteen, you're there. That kind of deal. You know, kind of like the collegiate style programs, you know what I'm saying? So we got 13-year-olds doing that. And, um, you know, and so with those three teams, those three teams, you know, we have those three teams underneath us. And, um, you know, it's just a matter of structuring their practices as, as good as you can. You don't want to stand around with, uh, I think we'll do this next. I think we'll do that next. So we try to just streamline everything, you know, everything we're doing as good as possible. Yeah, I love that, man. I love the the organization on that. And I'd say most coaches have that organization, but a lot of times it's in their head. You're talking about you have a sheet and, and you guys following it and everyone knows you're so you're on the same page. Um that goes a long way with the kids, with the players, and I think that helps build trust. Well I learned I learned some of that. I, I you know, I, I coached for a season. I was the catcher's coach for a season over there at Schoolcraft College. And Coach Faye, you know, Coach Faye's a good friend of mine and, and a good partner in everything I do and um and a good mentor so i you know um i i seen how the collegiate game was you know the, just a faster pace and i seen how their practices were structured i mean these kids are getting emailed their practice plans you know and they get them emailed they're seeing them hours before they get to practice and i was like you know what you know i, I keep trying to find different small things that can change the way travel baseball is done i'm gonna be honest with you Whenever everybody at tryouts, I mean, our tryouts are no different. I mean, for our three teams this, this year, we probably had 200 kids at tryouts. Wow. I mean, that's, it was 200 kids. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a lot of kids. If you know of any tryouts, you know 200 kids for any particular tryouts, a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. So what happens is, and we've done our tryouts like a showcase style, give feedback back. And, then there's, and, it's, and for our program, it wasn't the best kids. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't the best kids. I mean, I had some coaches that were... You know, upset at me. Why didn't we pick this guy? Why didn't we take that guy? Because he doesn't fit what we do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I don't get caught up in 
I don't get too caught up in like, you know, you know how it is. If, if us three were starting a team right now and we pick any age group, we'd be like, oh man, if we could get that guy, if we could get this, you'd already know off the top right. of your head, all these top guys. So I try my hardest to get, go away from that. Cause I, I would like to produce the guys that everybody talks about like that. You know what I mean? Instead of me being the guy that's out there picking them, I want to, I want to put more guys out there into that pot. And if you leave my program, you know what I'm saying? If you leave my program and you leave our team and you go on to bigger and better things, hey, that's great. But I know I had a hand in, in preparing you for something better. I, there's never no animosity, no hard feelings. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of great guys from my last year's team. They moved on to some greater, you know, some bigger and better things. And I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm very proud of them. But that's my, that's my guy and my goal. I always tell my coaches, I said, we got to put some skin in the game, man. We got to create the next guy. It's too easy. It's too easy to go pick out the best names that have been trained by everybody and just put them in the same lineup. Yeah. Yep. It's you know you 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 kind of nailed that on a couple of your points there, and I I want to circle back to one yeah. point eventually. But the the one that you that you were just talking about, it's not always about going out and getting the best kid. If you have a team full of best kids out there, that it might not mesh. Maybe you have eight of the best third basemen on your team, but you don't have a kid at first base that can catch the ball. You know, like. It, it's got to be a mentality. It's got to be, hey, this kid is going to be committed to this team. He's going to want to be here. He's going to he's going to work his butt off. And I think that's so important that you're talking, you know, we don't always take. Yeah. Heck, yeah. You're going to try to look at it for some of the best kids and stuff like that's that's just natural um, as being a coach and a competitive team. But you're not always going to take that best. Kid. And that's no knock to anybody. Um, the other thing that I liked what you said, and I'd, I'd like to circle back to this a little bit is your your practice plans you know you say that you kind of work on it based off of a college aspect and this is kind of how they run it at college colleges and stuff can, can you talk about just a little bit of your experience within the college ranks and and what you kind of think is is the best way to 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 enhance our kids to getting to that level well, that, that, you know, and, and the way you put that question is really good because whenever I, whenever I left from coaching high school, I coached at a small high school, you know, out of Southwest Detroit. And whenever, you know, I, I left there then, and when I got into the coaching, you know what I'm saying, and, and, you know, and traveling and practicing, you know, with the, you know, in the college environment, I realized how far behind the high school, you know, how far behind high school baseball was. You know, I remember when getting sent out to look at players and then I would notice different things. Like uh, I'll give you an example, like high school base, high school base running, high school baseball base running. If you go watch any kind, any high school game, it's probably at one of the lowest points I've seen it in many years. And I've been coaching. This will be my 19th year. This just July coaching. So I've been around for a little while, and I can tell you, there's certain elite high school programs. They got you know they they do it right, but it's just the basics that should be taught everywhere that um you know saying that that are missing you know what I'm saying when you get when and when you go up to another level then you realize what the level you just left is missing right so when i went to college you started realizing you started realizing what the high school you know the game was missing and then since i'm a you know i'm a trainer at heart i'm a trainer that's what i do all day every day is train right and and when you start you know what I'm saying and then i'm a coach after that so when you start looking at it, i just had to figure out how to 
how to put all of these things together, the training, the coaching, the experience, how do I tie it all in together and best serve our communities, right? I mean, that's, you know, that's what it's about, you know, and, and create some, create some relationships and everything after that. I mean, our practices, we invite, there's like, there's, there's special guest players from other teams that always come out. There's coaches, there's coaches. I have high school coaches that come out to our practices. They film, they look at it, they, they take things away from, you know, from them. They use them at their practices and I never mind. I mean, you know, schedule time, people come out, they look at it and it's, you know, it's, there's no top secret, you know, there's nothing top secret there because it's all going to take a lot of time from you, you know what I'm saying? So, it's, you know, so if you come, you can come look at it. The easy part is looking at it and writing a lot of stuff down, but the time and commitment it takes, that's a whole other ballgame, you know? So there's no proprietary stuff that we got going on. We just well organized. It's probably a lot of the things a lot of other places are doing, but they don't follow up as much as we do. I mean, you know, I'll tell you what, like our bullpens, our bullpens, our guys were doing throwing footballs, heavy balls. I mean, doing a whole other, you know, regimen for a month before I let them throw a bullpen. And then after that, then they can start throwing ballpens, and then they're counted. They're near counted. They're monitored. Actually, we have, you know, like Coach Faye from Schoolcraft. He came out and, and monitored some bullpens. I mean, you know, I mean, we've, we've had Steve Avery was out. You know, what I'm saying at one of our sessions monitoring a bullpen. I mean, they're all highly monitored, and we just ramp them up slowly. And I think, I think some of, I think like our 15 U team, my own 15 U team. I think I'll have some happy high school coaches out there because I think our guys are going to hit the ground running and be ready to go. So and so now I want to show the the I want to the 14 youth to see man that's what that's what we got to do when we get to 15 and the 13 youth got to want to be like the 14 youth and so that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, and I, I think you nailed it. I, we talk about on this podcast all the time. The goal should be for these young ages should be to play in high school and how to prepare them for high school. And then when they get in high school, it should be, you know, preparing them for college. So I think you guys are doing that, which to me is awesome. Like you said, you know, colleges are giving these these game plans out 24 hours in advance for practices and everything like that. Um you know, it's something to think about for these younger ages too. So a kid has an idea of coming into practice. Hey, this is what we're going to be working on. I got to be ready. I know what I'm getting myself into. I love that idea, man. I think you, you guys are start on something with, great. You could start like, you know, like, like just to give, you know what I'm saying, like advice, like on a, on a team out there. You could have a team if your colors are, you know what I'm saying, are, you know, red and blue and white. So you can have, you can break down three practice plans. You don't have to do something different all the time. But if you t if you say we're going to have our red plan, you know, blue plan, our white plan, mm. and then you go ahead and you you send that out, right? So it, your kids, parents, everybody knows you know what you need. You know you're going to come into. If you don't feel good, you know that today is this day, so that you're not you know that could be compatible with how you feel or whatever. So you can have th uh, three different practice plans that way, and then you memorize those three plans. Those three plans will get you a long way. You know, you might get through halfway to the season before you got to make up the, the three next ones. But them guys will know, hey, you guys, remember tomorrow, man, blue plan, all right, blue plan. And everybody, go, you know, they can go back and look, and blue plan is what they come in for. So, it's, you know, I mean, those are our little, you know what I'm saying, some of our little tricks. And like I said, there's, it's all about kids getting better, so there's no proprietary information and everything. I, I mean, I... I I worked with, I work, I'm currently working with like 13 different organizations and I coach a D-back. So kids come to me to train from every organization in Michigan. Yeah, right, right, no that's, secret. That's great. Yeah, that's yeah. that's great. That's that's really good advice. So you out there in listener land, really think about this, you know, and it's not too late to start, right, coach? Like oh, at no, this point in the season, not. it's not too late to start. You can start tomorrow if you wanted to. Exactly, exactly.
Yeah, no, I, I think it's great, too, that you're, you're doing this. But I, I got to circle back to another thing you said, because we talk about it all the time, too, is, is growing this travel baseball game here. And you mentioned, you know, one of the things, and you said, um, you know, one of the things we need to do better on. You know, what else is top of mind for you for how we grow this travel baseball game? It's a crazy world. We all know it, the, the good and the bad. Um, how do we continue to grow it in the right direction? Well, you know, it, like I tell you, like right now, I'm going to be honest with you, right now it's expensive. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's expensive, right? And and it's like any it's like any good thing out there, right? It's like you can price yourself out of it. You know what I'm saying? You can price yourself out. I mean, I, I know we're not the cheapest team to play for. We're not the most expensive either. And um, you know, it's like you know, like you know, I I, I like like all my coaches. I got like seven coaches to run this the way I want to run, and all seven are unpaid. There's, there's, we don't have oh. so there's not a paid coach on there. So there, there's always that thing. Well, they got paid coaches and everything. Yeah, there's paid coaches out there. But bottom line, paid, being a paid coach is just a line item on what a parent pays. You know what I mean? There's no organization out there paying a coach. You know what I'm saying? So contrary to what anybody believes out there, you know what I'm saying? Like I always laugh when I see you know posts like that too. Like, well, come and play for us. We have a paid coach. Uh, yeah, well, you know, you're paying for them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you know. So, you know, but yeah, it costs me. Cost is the main thing. Because like right now, you know, like even in our organization, like, you know, in our teams right now, a big concern is travel, man. You know, gas is gas is pretty high right now. You know, hotels got a lot of new surcharges now. You know, <laughs> yep. tournaments are making you stay at certain hotels. So you can't necessarily find the cheapest ones. So that's my biggest concern right now, to be honest with you, is like as as there's a lot of talent. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm from the inner city, you know, and there's a, there's so much talent and there's so many places them kids have never seen, never played at. And I'm always worried that we price ourselves out of things, you know, what I'm saying. And, and next, thing you know, you know, you just you just can't go certain places. And now you got to pick. We can go to we can track. It's not even going to necessarily be called travel ball no more at that point. Right. Because you're going to be able to travel to one tournament. Like, I think we can go to that one tournament. And we can't, you know what I'm saying, because we can't afford to go to, you know, all over the country, you know. Yeah. And I think I think locally, I'll be honest with you, and, and I think locally people need to do, we need to do better. Like, think about this. Any particular weekend, any particular weekend, all the top teams in, in Michigan will leave, will leave because they want to play yeah. top competition, right? So, so think about this. So if we got, let's say, in one age group, you got eight of the top teams there is. Well, those to eight teams won't play each other, but you all eight teams will go in different directions all over the country to play to play somewhere else, right? So yep. all that money, when you could do better local tournaments, fix fields, do better local tournaments in your areas, you know what I'm saying? And then you can play each other. And then guess what? I mean, if you're dominating the best teams in, in your state, then you can start. I always talk, you know, this goes back. I always tell my guys, they're like, how far are we going to go? We're going to travel. I said, we're going to go as far as our schedule says we should go. And they always say, what do you mean? If you can't beat all the teams around you, then you, you're basically traveling for vacation. You're not traveling right. because you want better competition. You're traveling because everybody on your team wants a, you know, a nicer place to play at. Right? right. But you're not, you right. can't say, oh, I'm traveling because there's better competition. You haven't beat the teams you need to beat where you're at. You know, so that's how I answer that all the time. It's like, how far we're going to go? Well, our schedule will dictate. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a unique way of thinking about it in this in this era of travel baseball and travel sports. You know, because uh, we're all victims of it. We're all we're all no man. We need to go to Indiana. We need to go to Florida to play all those Florida teams. And let me tell you something, guys. Them Florida teams. 
I know Midwest baseball is really good. Them Florida teams are on another level, some of them. So, you know, if you can't beat some of the teams in the Midwest, maybe think about it before before jumping into it you know but I mean, it's a good experience don't get me wrong i mean it's yeah. a great experience i mean we got one of our one, you know one of our d-back teams leaves for florida tomorrow you know what i'm saying it, it's you know they go you know what i'm saying it's a good experience and you got good teams you want to see how good you really are right so yep. you know it's good but the base an entire if you're going to do 10 10 tournaments or something to base an entire tournament you know what i'm saying on traveling that far i mean it, it's it gets kind of tough so and it just it just costs so much i know right now i, I got i got parents and, and people that i talk to daily they're like man I, I don't know how i'm gonna do it vacation time i don't i don't know how i'm gonna do it you know what i'm saying with you know what i'm saying with the cost of this i mean everything's going up the stuff you wear the stuff you use the bats you use i mean there's there's nothing has gone down so when i can i give you so it goes back to what you said it go right around back to what you were saying What's my biggest concern is cost. You know, what I mean? yeah. that's what my biggest concern is going to be going, moving forward. When you could just cost. do it all here, you could just do all it right. all right here. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. anytime you know, there, there's top teams. I mean, you know, what I'm saying. I mean, you know, when you get in the ranks, and nothing against you know the baseball ranks, but when you get in the ranks, I mean, if you can take, if you take baseball rankings, if you take, if you take, um, you know, saying all the people that do all their different ranks. And you could even get me get me close on the top ten teams that they think of around the country, I'd be astonished, right? Because it's all about, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not gonna, you know, throw any names out there at different ranks, but it's like if this ranking, why why are we not ranked in that ranking? Well, we don't play in, in their tournaments. And then you know what I'm saying, and you can play in two of their tournaments, the next thing you know, you're ranked in the top three. Top four. If you if you win two tournaments in, in one of these places, you're gonna be ranked in the top five immediately. And and if yeah. you look a month before, you weren't even you weren't even thought about. You weren't even ranked. Yeah. I got some, you know, yeah. I probably got one of the top fifteen U teams there is right now. And they told me, Coach, why aren't we ranked? I said, Don't worry about, don't worry about the ranks. I said, because doesn't matter. It, it, none of that stuff, <laughs> none of that stuff means anything to me. Hell, my season's about over. I always tell them, and they're like, What do you mean, Coach? I said, Because my season is off season. My season is watching you where you guys came in at and watching how you end up going to high school. I said, so my summer is a bonus. I'm having fun in the summer. I'm just having a great time in the summer, enjoying enjoying fruits of labor in summer. It's all I'm doing. And summertime so awesome. is a big bonus for me. I mean, that's, my work, my really hard work, is in the off season. That's that's such I an awesome person. That's it. an awesome perspective to 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 have. That's an awesome statement that you make. You know, your your our job as coaches happens in 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 the winter time when we're training and we're we're going we're going 100 miles an hour trying to get our kids better and in the summer it's just it's fun at that point like yeah if, that's if what it needs practices to be. are hard it's supposed exactly. to be hard to make the summer that much easier you know and and we kind of talk about a little bit here it kind of leads me into my next question you know you have multiple teams underneath your umbrella that you oversee you have your own team that you um, that you train your 15U team that could quite possibly become a national type caliber team, and then you run measured results training, which is your 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 new company that you have there, and you train on top of all that. Plus, I know you have a regular job, so <laughs> so tell me how how do you go about managing your time and and what continues to drive you to do all of this stuff well you know eventually you want to eventually i want to retire right so you know i and retire from work and then you know because work is work is you know i'm an engineer by trade so work is 
is when I'm at work. But, you know, when I'm with the kids, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, you, you could do paid lessons and all that kind of stuff. But when you're with the kids, that doesn't even, I don't even consider it work. I can't tell you how many how many of my softball girls will call me on, you know, they, and they can do, they, they have their way with me. They'll call me on my day off and like, Coach, please, you know, can you come out? And I'll go ahead and be like, all right, it's a day off, but I'll go spend time with them. I mean, and by nature, by nature, whenever you do what I do for a living, you live, you kind of work off a Gantt chart. So you're kind of, you're always like, I need to be here by this time. I need to be there. So it's like my, my personality is just, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I know where I need to be at every part of the day. And that's how I structure everything. So it's like, I look at teams. So my thought process, when I look at a team, when I look at a player, when I visit a practice, when I do anything, I can kind of, in my mind, I'm breaking down the amount of time they got before they play meaningful games, the amount of time, you know, the amount of time they have to do any particular part of a training, if they're a pitcher, if they're a catcher, whatever they are. So my mind just works and, you know, it breaks down, you know, the increments of time that way, you know, so it's like, I, I just live off a Gantt chart, basically. I mean, that's, a, <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to say it. So, I mean, that's how I look at everything. Where should I be? Oh man, you're behind. Oh, you should be here. And, you know, and it's, that's just how I mold everything. So every day, I, that's what I'm looking at. Can so, you, you know, so go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go finish your, finish your comment. Yeah. So we're, we, so, you know, so you, you try to teach kids the same way, right? Because whenever you go, I, I try to, I, I tell them all the time, I said, there's a like there was a big number out there that said oh coach O can't um coach O don't like multi-sport athletes because of a comment I made and the comment went like this there is multi-sport athletes and there guy and there's guys who sign up for everything a multi-sport athlete makes time for each sport he doesn't abandon one for the other on any particular season. So you're hitting off a tee during football season. You're taking some, you're, you're shooting a little bit of hoop, you know, in between. If you're swimming, you, you know, whatever it is you're doing, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to get my seasons crossed up there, but whatever it is you're doing, you know what I'm saying? You don't abandon the other sport. And then that goes into your time management. So you guys, when you ask me about how do I do my time management, so I try to train time management too, right? So I'm trying to tell these kids. Now, when you get recruited by your high school baseball coach, yeah, you know, yeah, I love multi-sport athletes. The reason he loves multi-sport athletes because if you're a 4.0 student and you play three different sports and you can still maintain that average, he knows you're good with your time management. Bingo. Do you really do you really think that the baseball coach who's making a living feeding his family is going to really care the, of your you know your record-breaking times in swim? You know what I'm saying? He's getting paid. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, they're you know what I mean he's getting paid. You know, he's, it's a different world. He's getting paid. He's making a living. He's got to get wins. He's got to make good choices because, you know what I'm saying, those 11 point whatever scholarships they get isn't, you know, it isn't a whole bunch. So he's got to make the right decision. So, you know, he, so whenever you say multi-sport athlete, you know what I'm saying, that's the guy, that's what multi-sport athlete to me, a guy who doesn't abandon one sport for the other. And so, and if you do do that, you're just somebody who signs up for everything. That's a fact. Yeah, that's a group. Man, I never really even thought about it like that, but you're 100% right. <laughs> yeah, it's that. I a hundred percent. You know, I, I mentioned your your new company there, Measured Results Training. Um, there, can you go into detail about what that is? You know, what what you guys kind of do? Well, we had a training. We had a training style. Me and my partner, Coach Rick Rojas, which I got to mention, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal trainer, and I've known him, you know, for such a long time. And um, 
so so we had a train you know system where we were measuring and it started like where we thought you needed to be by a certain age what you know speeds and exit velos and and you know so just different things that we we measure you know just like you would have at any showcase where all those numbers are are measured so we do that like i always say you know i have a saying that i always say you know our training is a camp our training is a showcase right because you know, we're constantly monitoring and taking care of those numbers. So when you do to go to one of those big ones where those numbers really count, you kind of know going in what you should be seeing, right? So we started the company using all those measurables, incorporating them into our training. So all your training is measured. We keep profiles on every one of the kids we train. So it isn't like, can you come in for an hour, sat on a bucket? Oh, that sounded good. That sounded better. You know, we don't do that. You know what I'm saying? We'll prove the numbers to you. And then over session over session, we show you, you know, saying how you're succeeding, where you're going up, where you slipped. And then if you slip on a number, we'll show you why, what we thought, what you've been doing, you know, kind of redo your plan. So every plan for every kid we train is customized to that kid. So, we, you know, I'm saying it's no cookie cutter. Every kid that comes in got a different uh, little different tweak on their training. And since we started doing that, then we started then we incorporated that into our tryout. Right. So when we had that tryout, we had all those people come out. We done like a regular showcase tryout. We had everybody fill out, you know, their information. And then they went ahead and we, we done 60s. We done their exit lows. We done their pitches. We, we done everything. And actually, so if you came to one of our, there was kids coming to our tryouts that said, we knew we weren't going to make your team coach, but we wanted all those numbers because it was a free showcase for us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, that, and you know, we started thinking about it. I said, yeah, because then we emailed back every parent and then this is where you fell. And then it helped us too, right? Because when we're making decisions and there's always, you know, parent or somebody that says, no, and my son was better than this guy. He should have made it. And we show a yellow line, right? This is where all the guys that were considered, they were all above this line here. This is where you were at. And this is what the items you should, you know, you should consider working on in your off season. And then you can come back and you can improve, right? So we wanted to make it a tryout. And instead of being, you know, tryouts are always tough because you got to make cuts. But if we wanted to make the cuts a little bit more bearable by saying, Look at through these measured results, you know what I'm saying? You can customize your off-season program. You know what? I could have made that team, but I, I didn't have the numbers in these particular two categories. So now you can go ahead and incorporate that. So then that's where the ideas kept going. And then we started, we were off and running. And, and now it's almost like when you go to one of the big time showcases, you should know your number. I always tell my guys, don't go there to find out your number because you're going about it wrong. If you're going to one of them big time showcases, you better know your number and go there hoping to improve it. Never go there not knowing your number. That's a waste of time and money if you're if you're going about it. Hey, I got to go see what my number. No, no, no. My number is this. I, and, these, and when I get there, I hope it's better. That's really your approach when you go to the one of the big ones. So I'm like the quality control in, in between there, right? So you know, like different school high schools. I'm thinking about different high schools will call us in. Can you get all our numbers now that we're starting? And then can you get our numbers at the end of the season? So then that way we can do a comparison. So like, you know, there's a lot of those type of schools and scenarios and colleges where we're going to come in and, you know, we'll sell them a, a it's like a two package deal where you're going to get your pre's and you're going to get your after. So after, you know, your post, you know, when you get to a post season, then you can go and look back and say, look at how you improved and you can keep that record time over time. So that's what, you know, that's what our company's about is, you know, and doing it and doing it affordable. You know, that's what we want to do. I mean, we want to do it as affordable as possible where you can go get these numbers anytime you want. You know, you go to one of our sessions and you'll get these numbers. Yeah. I, I mean, you're making it about the kids. It's all about the kids. You want these kids to succeed. And that's what that's what makes you guys so unique in this. This is not about the money. This is about the kids. 
Yeah, and 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 you know, like I said, you gotta you, you know, it's like it competing. Yeah, I'm a competitor like everybody else. When I go out there, when I go out there, I flip that cap around, and it's like, man, let's get down. I want to compete just like just like anybody else, man. I'm a pretty fierce competitor, you know. But at the end of the day. I mean, like I told the, the same way I tell kids, don't burn bridges with your coaches because the same coach you're talking about right now, you know, in travel, oh, I can't stand this guy, he don't play me, coach, this and that. Well, that guy might end up being your high school coach, you know what I'm saying? Or that guy might end up working at the local college that later on you're like, damn, I really wanted to go there, you know what I mean? So I told him, I said, don't burn them kind of bridges. Well, I don't like to burn them kind of bridges with parents, families. You know, with you know, saying with other coaches, you know, what I'm saying I, I'm trying not to not to burn those type of bridges with those, you know, with you know, we got a fraternity of coaches out there. I'm trying not to, you know, I'm trying to help out. You know, I mean, really, there should be a whole coalition out there of coaches in an area. You know, what I mean, to be honest with you, every coach should have representation, and you should have a coalition. And hell, you guys should meet once a month, and everybody should get together. What's going on? What can we do better for our area? I mean, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? And you know, that's something that you should be thought about. Yeah, I I would that's that's a great um that that would be awesome. I mean, just even to bounce off bounce ideas off of. You know, exactly. hey coach, what are you doing to pick up your velocity? What are you doing on ground ball training? I coach a 10U team. What what do you have for me for the 10U kids? You know, uh, just just different ideas. That's that that's genius. That would be a great idea. It, it's a great idea, but I, a lot of these coaches, we need to bring their eagles down to, in order for it to happen, right? I think we can all agree with that. You got guys like Coach over here that is clearly, you know, more than welcome to share everything he's got. And then you got the coaches that don't want anything to do with these other programs, and that's the problem. Um, but, you know, the more we can get good people like you two guys, you know, in a room, the better. So I, I think hopefully listening to some of this too, people will be like, all right, you know, if he's sharing all his secrets here, I can share some of what I got going on too. But you know, when you know, I'm going to give you a tip. Like, you know, when you know you're in a good developmental organization, I'll tell you, because like when we went ahead, when I, if, if you go back and you look at any post, when I was doing for my teams, you know, when I was looking for 13, U and 14, U and 15, U players, if you go back, you're going to see that I never asked, I'm looking for a pitcher. I'm looking for a catcher. I'm look. If you go back, you're gonna see that I specifically never said that. Why? Because I, I I'm gonna put some skin in the game, right? So what I what I put on there, I'm looking for good athletes with excellent work ethic. And if you bring me a good athlete with excellent work ethic, I believe that I can put with you know saying with my coaching staff and the guys I do. You know what I'm saying? And you know I, I believe that. You know, it's our responsibility and our job to make you better. So I never said, oh, you know, you'll see the thing. Well, I need a couple, you know, anybody that can play shortstop. I'm looking for middle infielder. You know, it's funny because whenever you're, you're looking like you coach 10U, right? So whenever, you know, when you put 10U and you're looking for a middle infielder, man, I'm like, man, that you're not learning there, right? Because that means that means you're looking for somebody who somebody else already trained for you. You know what I mean? So I'm looking for a 12U. I'm looking for a 12U shortstop right now. No, you should be looking for a 12U athlete with excellent work ethic that you can go ahead and help, you know what I'm saying, turn into that shortstop, right? Because if mm -hmm. you're looking for if you're looking for pre-made, then I'm going to be honest with you, man. That's just saying more about yourself than it is, you know what I'm saying, about the team you're putting together. Correct. I mean, we that's are just all... my personal opinion, and I yes. know I'm going to have a lot of people on that one that disagree. But <laughs> Look, I, I you're not going to get yeah. a disagree from me. Mm -hmm. you know, no, me I, neither. I'm looking for... 
I'm looking for athletes that that can play multiple positions that are more like a utility player and 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 like you my job is to mold those kids into the best baseball player they possibly can be and that's just what it is yeah that's correct you know so it also like opens up you know you're not limiting your team too so you may have a shortstop on your team currently that is working to try to get into there but if you bring in your shortstop you know that you're looking at then it just it completely eliminates him so i I love it personally like you guys said i I think it's great to keep it open and whatever happens in development in the offseason that's what it's about that's where you compete every player on your team i mean like our practice you know what i'm saying our practice everybody practices infield everybody practices outfield and every kid on all three teams, every kid pitches. Yes, and Great. that's that's huge, y'all. And the kids want to as well. It's not that they don't want to pitch; they want to learn how to do this. And and some of the stuff that can help them learn how to do this is your one on ones that you guys run. Is mm-hmm. is your one on one trainings? Why why do you think that you know your your private lessons, your one on ones are so effective? effective and and what what are kids you know kind of getting most out of those one-on-ones is it is it per coach that figures out what they need or what is it well i'm telling you if you design if you do your if you like i do you know what i'm saying like i sat like i'll take this saturday saturday my team doesn't my team doesn't have practice so i'm i'm training from 10 a.m to 8 p.m every hour different kid right so when you look at it every kid has their own custom plan that i've already you know when i put my schedule together i look at each kid coming in i look at their profile that i've made for them and i look at what each kid has been working on struggling with i mean i got a kid coming with to see me saturday who just had surgery on his elbow he's in a sling he still comes for his hour session because we have a whole bunch of other a, a, a whole bunch of other core exercises that we're doing that's going to help his rehab when he can come back and throw so he's not going to have a weak core and and lengthen his rehabilitation when he comes back and starts throwing right so so that was a profile created for him so when you create each profile for each kid carved out because that's what a one-on-one should be right it's not a, it's not a, you know one-on-one is just one-on-one right so i should get this personalized training so I got my own profile on what I need to get better. And then, and then once you tie in those things together, I got parents that'll send me videos from their games, what's going on. You know, I mean, I'm, I've, I can't tell you how many tournaments I've corrected a couple things in live in tournament, you know, and, and, um, and then you'll see the, you'll see your, that's why it's another saying that we always use, you know, training that translates to the field, right? If you just train to train and it's always easy to train the stuff that the kid looks good on. You know what I mean? If you got a bunch of trainers around you and a bunch of other guys in the tunnels and everything, and your kid hits real good, and you're feeling you're feeling real good, you keep tossing extra BP because man, it sounds good off that bat. You see, you're getting all the attention and everything. Guess what? You're not helping them out. You know what I mean? Now I'm gonna start throwing you that curveball that you can't hit for nothing because I don't care what anybody around me, th- you know, what I'm saying thinks. I gotta do a training plan that will translate to the field. You know, I'm working with a girl's softball right now. You know, one of my girls, and and they all do excellent. But there's one particular one. She's been putting extra work in, and she's like got nine nine you know winner winner home runs. You know, what I'm saying she got nine winner home runs. She's a catcher, so she's throwing out runners all over the place. And um, you know, and 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 every time we post a video or something on her, I always say training that's translating to the field because everything we work on, they carry it right to the field. And your players will do that at any age. They will do that if they know. If you narrow down 
don't if you narrow down the one thing the two things that they need to get better at you know and it might be a lot more than that but you narrow down the two that will give them the most immediate impact on the field if they correct those things and they get that immediate impact you you will have you'll have somebody in your corner forever that's why you know i mean i i have a you know i have a pretty big training roster but you know but i don't do walk-ins you know so you have to come when you get you come to me it's like through a reference of somebody else i trained or you know what i'm saying i don't i don't just sit there and do walk-ins because i have no satisfaction in it i need to try i need to I, i've got kids that trained with me for three four years you know what i mean i, I gotta see your growth you know what i mean and i'm not I have no interest in one-offs that come in you know what i'm saying like like you know i'll tell you another i won't train the week of uh, high school tryouts that's my week off because if you're looking for me the week of high school yeah. tryouts to get a session in or two son you're not somebody that needs to be on that team then you know what i'm saying so it's like so I, that's my week off the week of high school tryouts i, I go ahead and take that week off yeah, a little vacation. You deserve yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? Let me know how it goes, man. If you done what you needed to do all year round, you're you're gonna be fine. Right. If depending on a session, two days before tryouts, man. I don't know. Yeah, and, and you know, one thing I took away from that is, and some of the best, I would say, most of the best trainers I know are reference only. So you mentioned that, um, you know, that that's just the way it is. It's it's the walk-ins, things like that. You know, there's nothing wrong with it or anything, but it's very clear you're putting an extraordinary amount of time and effort into this so you're not just going to take someone in that you don't know has that work ethic yet and you just want to have you know have a conversation with them and learn more about them before that um so i i like that a lot i appreciate that and coach i I gotta be honest with you man your your organization skills are phenomenal um you know just by talking to you here it's it goes a long way because you know you could be the best coach in the world you could be the worst coach in the world but if your organizational skills are bad and you're not organizing anything you just you, you look bad at the end of the day so what you have going on and everything you're doing is so organized man i i respect the hell out of it man i think it's great i think it's great for the kids you, and parents families everything appreciate you man thank you man means yeah, a lot. Of, co- of course it, it just it speaks a lot to us uh you know next question i got for you though is um you know, you kind of talked about, um, you know, what you look at, look for, you know, you're talking about, you're looking for an athlete that wants to work hard. Um, you know, what, what's some other things though, that you really want your players to develop, you know, as they're getting ready for high school or as they're going to college, you know, those little things that, you know, it's not the batting average or it's not how many bases they stole. Those little things that you want to develop to get them, uh, to the next level. I'm going to be honest with you, man. It's going to, it's your time management skills. When you start talking, you know, it's your time management skills. There's only a certain amount of hours in the day. And, you know, and, and you have to, you know, you, you, you have to, this has to become a lifestyle for you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I work out at this time. I, I make sure this happens at this time, you know, religiously. I, you know what I'm saying? I get to there. Because, you know, you know when you ask me that question, you know, I'm not going to break that one down into, into, well, get in a great, you know, get in a great arm care program. That's going to help you increase your VLO. Get in, because I'm not going to answer it with any of those because none of that is going to matter if you don't have time management skills to make sure all of, you, you can get all those activities done. I can give you a long list of, of items that are going to help you in an off season, but the best thing that you can do is, you know, take inventory of everything you got going on, how much time you need for homework, how much, you know, every, every kid's different. You know, some kid needs three hours for homework. Some kids, you know what I'm saying? They, they, in an hour, they're done. Take inventory of your situation 
and how hard, you know, some kids go to schools where it's a lot more demanding than others, you know, and, and everything's going to be with student, right? So student athletes. So everything revolves around being a great student, everything, because nothing else works if you're not a good student, nothing. So whenever, when it, with that said, you got to take inventory of your own situation so that you, you can get better at your time skills. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, I mean, you, you have to carve out time for all of this because I can give you a long list of stuff. We can go over arm care programs. We can go over exercises for exit velos. We can, you know, we can do all kinds of things, you know, but at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? It's your time management skills need to improve. And the older you get, the busier you get. Right. Some of these kids start getting to the point where they got little part time jobs. And, you know, what I'm saying, you, you know, what I'm saying, I mean, it's just, you know, you're, you're more and more gets added to your plate. Master time management. I mean, we're I mean, like my job, we're obligated to take a class on it every it's like a refresher class every year that everybody's got to take. Right. So it's like it's a thing. It really is a thing. Time management is a thing. I mean, it's a line item. It's a line item right there with it. And it should be at the top because if you don't if you don't make time, you don't know how to make time. Then then if you don't know how to make time in the proper amount of time, then then you half step all your exercises. Right. So if I give you that list that I just talked about and you don't have no time management skills, you're going to shortchange every item on that list. And it won't be done properly. So it all is going to go back to your time management. You got to learn. You got to learn to create a lifestyle that, you know what I'm saying, that all of this, that, that all of your hopes and dreams will fit into. Yeah, you know that it comes, you know, time management, everything you do in life, what, you know, a job, you know, baseball, sports, kids, everything. So, you know, it's definitely something you want to learn. And the quicker you learn it, the earlier you learn it, the better off you'll be in life. So uh, I think you nailed it. I think that's uh, it goes a long way. So, um, yeah, kids out there, make sure you learn time management. We're all still trying to figure it out. Right. But we're we're getting there. You know, you got to start earlier. And I love that you're preaching to your kids at an early age, because if I was thinking about time management when I was 11, I'd be a lot better at it. And so, um, you know, as, as adults, but, uh, I love that. Yeah. Learning at a young age. So all you kids out there and all you coaches, teach your kids it too. <laughs> uh, uh, coach, next thing we, we got on the plate for you here, we like to have a little fun with our guests. We're going to ask you some, uh, random baseball questions and, uh, you're going to give us your, your answers here. We'll, uh, we'll start off pretty easy here. You ready? Let's go. All right. First one I got for you, your favorite baseball movie. My favorite baseball movie, man. That's, there's a few of them there. Um, oh man, you stumped me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> you can give us two if you want. Well, I, I, man, you know what? I don't even want to narrow it down to one. I got this one, man. It's it's an old movie. It's called uh, Wonder Stick. Okay. It's a very very old movie. I probably I'd probably go with that one. I haven't, I haven't I like seen that. that. Never heard of it. No, yeah. now I got to I got to I'm writing it, up, right? it down currently. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I like it. It was a different answer. We <laughs> needed awesome. we needed that spice <laughs> up the show a little bit. Yeah, we've we've gotten a lot of major leagues and a lot of you yeah. know yeah. sand lots and stuff. But... Those are cool. Those are cool. Those are those are all cool, man. But I mean, I guess I, I guess I got the the corny answer because I mean it's um. You know, I, I mean, the, the comical ones, it's, you know, I try to find out something with a little more, you know what I'm saying, a little more real, reality in it. <laughs> yeah, a little more meaning. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next question I got for you. Would you rather play an 8 a.m. game or an 8 p.m. game? Oh, the 8 a.m. game. Nice and early, get them up and yeah. get them up and cracking, right? Yeah, my kids, my and, 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 and it's, you know, 
my kids are going to hear this answer and they're going to be like, Coach, why? You always tell us that we're horrible in the morning. You know what I'm saying? And they are, you know what I'm saying? But they're better, they're better, they're better in the evening. I mean, any evening, afternoon, evening games. But, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I do like, you know what I'm saying? For multiple reasons, I like the morning games. I don't like sitting around waiting for the game to start. Yeah. No. And especially if I first get there, it's, you know, it's, I'm just maniacal. You know what I'm saying? So if I first get there and I get my game done really early, then I didn't have a ton of people sitting there scouting me on the game. And then after I'm done, I'm going to go do a bunch of scouting. So. <laughs> there you go. Right. Strategic. I like it. I like it. So this has become a pretty uh, famous question that we have to ask all of our guests here. Okay. It's a two-part question. Are you a socks and Crocs guy or a socks and slides guy? Man, you know what? <laughs> Can I elaborate on this one a little bit? <laughs> yeah, Please. Because yeah. I got this huge reel, right? Because I hate both. And um, and it's like, I cannot, I just can't stand them. And I, and, I, and I got a kid yesterday that got in so much trouble at practice, right? I actually sat him out of practice a little bit and everything for wearing, for wearing Crocs. Because, you know, what happens is, well, what happens is, man, I, I'm going to explain to you. So it's like slides and everything. I mean, they're cool, but these kids want to walk. I'm going to tell you twofold. So it's like, have you ever heard, and you're coach, right? So have you ever heard that excuse when the kid walks up and then it's like, oh, shoot, I didn't realize it was a turf field. I don't got my turf shoes. Well, why not? I don't got no room in my bag. I said, well, you would if, if, you, weren't, if you wore your turf shoes to the game instead of slides and you only had cleats in the back. Right. There's a system right. for that, right? So then, and then the other thing is, you know how bad it, I have a, I'm, I have a very like the same way practices. That's the same way my teams warm up. Then I can't stand. There's always a kid that'll wear his slides there, and he'll get caught up talking, put on his gloves, start playing catch, and next thing you know he's playing catch and he's in slides. And I cannot stand that look, right? So maybe I'm like, like I say, I can tell them guys all the time. Maybe this is my progressive commercial where I'm turning into my dad, you know, same moment. But um, but yeah, no, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't like either one. Okay, Fair. all right. Now I, I did like tell it. you that this is a two-part question. All right. All right. So here's the second part. If you had to coach third base in socks and Crocs, would you still coach? Yes, I would still coach. <laughs> you hear that? No. So so D back players. Yeah. He's giving you a pass right there. <laughs> one, one, day pass, one. one day pass. One day pass. That's a great. It, one. It, it took a. It took some pain out of him. He was like, "Yes." <laughs> he like, he didn't think about it for a quick second. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, my uh, my next question is: uh, What is your favorite seed flavor? Just the original. Okay, see, we haven't had original. We've had a no, lot of dill like pickle, that. a lot of barbecue. No, we had a Takis one, but we haven't oh, had God, original you know, yet. What, you talk about the Takis one, man. These guys got me, like, great, man. Like, once I, I – and I, I don't even know. I mean, it's so locked in on the game. They say, Coach, you want any seeds? I just turn around take a handful of seeds, put them in my mouth, and, like – Jesus, man, it just looked like a sour <laughs> spitting out of my mouth. All you seen was all these seeds going all over. And I was like, what in the hell was that? And it's like, and it's like, you're like, there I go aging myself again, right? So I'm like, what is that, man? What did you guys put on that? And like, Coach, this is the way they come. We got Taco Bell seeds. We got this seed. I was like, oh, Lord, not the yep. seeds. <laughs> okay, so with that being said, this is, a, this is a running joke now because obviously you can't have, you can't chew seeds anymore. <laughs> on turf fields, right? So <laughs> it's correct. banned. So now 
the new thing that's going to come out, Coach, is seed-flavored bubblegum. Would you chew seed-flavored bubblegum? Man, you know what? I think I'd try it. I can't, I can't say I wouldn't try anything, right? So when it comes to stuff like that. So I guess I got to try it. I'm, not, I'm really not that kind of guy that'll say, nah, I don't, I'll say no, that's horrible without trying it. I really do got to try it. It gets, it gets more meaning to when I say, God, that was, that was bad. <laughs> I have one more, and I know that Jim's probably got one or two. You are going out to pull a pitcher from the game. Hitters get walk-up music, okay? Pitchers get bullpen music. What is your walk-up music to go pull the pitcher from the game? Man, you guys are pretty good at this, man. <laughs> God, man, that, you talk about, man, that one came out of nowhere. Um, walk-up music. I don't, I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that one, man. I, I'm just drawing a blank there. I'm drawing a blank on <laughs> we, that one. We've had a couple, just to give you a couple of, of examples, we've had another one bites the dust. No, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. We, we yeah. had, uh, what did Trey say from Camwood Bass? He had a good one. Um, it was, uh, I forget, it was a very random song. <laughs> yeah, it was, I a forget. Compl- he, it was, uh, wasn't it some white boy or something like that, or country boy or something? No, it was it was an old school like '80s dance music song or something. It was it was funny. Uh, you never know; you may get a walk up song sooner or later. Trace, Trace, my dude, I can see him saying that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one I got for you. Uh, I, I'll, I'll give you an easy one here. Does uh, ketchup belong on a hot dog? No. Okay, easy. you got the Chicago in you a little bit. There. Yeah. That was quick. Yeah, that was not the walk up song answer. That was no, quick. That no. was too the that's, point. That's, that's, yeah, there was there's that's a no-brainer. <laughs> last fun question I got for you here. Um what meltdown was better in your opinion? Was it George Brett in his uh you know pine tar meltdown or was it Terry Collins when he talked about uh the ass in the jackpot meltdown? Which is better in your opinion? I gotta go with George Brett. It's a classic, right? Yeah, yeah, just that. I mean, I've just never seen somebody run out of the dugout with that kind of fire. I mean, <laughs> I was just wondering what would have happened if nobody got in his way. I mean, what was going to happen? I mean, he just ran out of there like he was about to suplex somebody. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's funny you mentioned that. It, the reason I brought that up, I, I asked it last week, I think, but I was reading something and it was like, what would have happened if no one was there to yeah. hold him back? He probably would have tried to murder him, right? Yeah, that, that's that's the that's the part that always every time you watch that clip on YouTube or something, that's the part you always think of, like, man, what if nobody got in the way? I mean, he would just. I mean, Bane's bulging out the neck. I mean, just going nuts, man. <laughs> yeah, it was dangerous. Back when mm-hmm. steroids were not regulated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got one more question here for you, Coach. Um, so, we ask our guests this, kind of wrap it up with uh, every time we do an interview here. Um, what's one moment for you when it comes to travel baseball that you'll, you know, you'll always remember? It's something that sticks with you. Um, you'll take it with you forever. Kind of that one moment that'll stick with you. Um, and you know what? I got two that come up to my mind. That's quick. okay. Two works. So one is I had a 14U team from the inner city, a 14U team from the inner city put together. I mean, from some really, really rough areas and practice was rough. I mean, everything we done. I mean, it was like, it was like movie, movie type rough. I mean, for us in um, situations at home, all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, we actually took that team 
and I we took that team and we went undefeated the whole season, and we didn't lose one game, one tournament game, anything. Never lost nothing, and um, I was real proud of them guys, man. It's a long time ago, but um, I never forget them. And there's a kid on the team that's a doctor now. Another kid owns a construction company. I mean, they're all real successful guys, but I, you know, I mean, that team came out of somewhere really, really tough, man. And um, you know, what I'm saying, and they done it pretty big. My person, you know, they, and that one meant the most to me because of what it, you know what it done for those guys. And I still stay in touch with all those guys. I mean, weddings and all kinds of other stuff. But um, but uh, personally, I'll be honest with you. It's not too long ago. I had the honor of you know coaching on our on the owner of the D-backs, whose name is you know Mike Mackey, which owns the D-backs, and I was had the honor of you know coaching on on the bench. He was the head coach, of course, and you know what I'm saying. But I was one of his bench coaches, and um, we won back to back national championship, back to back national pastime championships, and I just don't think anybody's going to do that anytime soon. And um, that was that was uh, very memorable, very memorable. And one of the games we win, one of the games we win with a hit from a PO, and you know what I'm saying in a, in the final innings for a hit from a PO in in Vanderbilt Stadium in the in the night game it was pretty it was pretty awesome. Wow, so um, that's so yeah, back to back back to back national championships. I think that's going to be tough to tough for anybody to do again. Wow, and it was at Vanderbilt Stadium, you said? Yeah, first one was at Vanderbilt, second one was at Louisville. Wow, yeah, I went to Vanderbilt Stadium uh, over the summer, this past summer. God, what an unbelievable stadium, man! Now, now I ask you guys something. Now, what about what? What do you guys think about the Vandy guys and the smart watch or whatever they had, and, and the guy with the in the catcher with their earpiece on? I saw that today, it's man. Crazy. Um, it's crazy. I'm torn crazy. on it. I, I'm torn because I'm I'm a I love new age baseball. I love old school baseball. I'm a mix yeah. of both. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I think I got to yeah. dive into it more. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's crazy. I, I'm not sure. You know, I, I'm still in the mindset of, you know, catchers calling the game from behind the plate and stuff. But, but even now I'm starting to consider on my team, having my pitcher wear a wristband, my catcher wear a wristband. We just shout numbers out so they both can look at the wristband and make the call that way. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's starting to get crazy with this technology that they have anymore. Man, I'm a lifetime catcher. So I was like torn too, man. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a, it's a good thing to talk about. I, yeah. I saw it today and I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know about this, but I guess that's where we're headed. Right. I mean, Better to I got your question. I, don't know. I got your question for your next for the next episode for the next guy right, that sits in the hot seat. Right. How you no. feel about the technology? No, <laughs> we'll, we'll send forget, we'll send you a, them, a paycheck in the mail. <laughs> yeah, forget that. We're just gonna have you back on again here in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. and we're gonna ask you your opinion at that point. <laughs> no, you got it, man. I mean, I'm, I, I'm I'm honored you guys asked me to be on, man. I'm you know what I'm saying I you know what I'm saying I hope done I hope I done a decent job by you guys and oh um, yeah. I oh, appreciate yeah. no. what you guys are out there doing, man. I mean, it's good getting the word out there, different perspectives. I mean, this is the way people can quietly kind of tune in. And even if you're not, even if you're not giving somebody their props out in person, you can, you know, you could pop this in and quietly take something out of yeah. it. I mean, that'd yeah. be great. This is, this is kind of what we're trying to do of what you were saying, where coaches should have that coalition and everything. Yeah. That's what we're trying to build with this is, is get enough good coaches on here to give their advice and hopefully other coaches are listening to it and sharing it and stuff so that we can we can kind of build up the Midwest to being what it needs to be with baseball. Yep. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. No, we I appreciate you coming on. We I, I mean that was awesome. We enjoyed it a ton. Um, you know, I, I, I got a feeling this is one of those episodes we're gonna get some questions about, um, some good questions. So, you know, we'd love to have you on again and you know, dive into those questions. It, we get feedback on every episode and I, I think this is gonna be one where people wanna know a little bit more. So we'd love to have you on again in a couple, you know, a couple months and revisit. And uh like Andrew said, we'll throw that question right back at you. <laughs> You got it, man. You guys, man. Thanks for having me on. And, you know, hey, anytime, man. You guys, man. Anytime, I'll make the time. I appreciate it, Coach. Thank you very much. Thanks, Coach. All right. You got it. Bye-bye.